Yeah, the, the government has not really been very good at the very beginning. They weren't doing enough testing at all. And now it's got significantly worse. So sadly, the numbers are still going up. They tried to use it to like push a bunch of anti-LGBT legislation as well to like kind of sneak that in while people were focusing on COVID. And also, wow. tried to, you know, lovely little undermine a bit of democracy as well. That was fun earlier in the year. But um, hopefully things will get better, you know. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Distance. It's me, Zainab, and I'm here with some friends and we're going to be doing a 2020 recap. So someone, oh, a little bit about myself. Um, I'm from DC, but I go to school in Connecticut and I edit videos for the project. Okay, um, is your co other co-host, Ivan and Darza. And for context, guys, there are literally, like, I'm counting one, two, three, four, five, six, in, wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven people in the call today. It's a big call. It's going to be great. Um, of course, y'all know me, Ivan and Darza, 17 years old, go to Portsmouth Abbey School in Rhode Island and live in Austin, Texas. So yeah, that's my vibes. And um, Elson, would you like to go next? Yes, um, Elson here. Covideo, uh, Covideo founder, just put that out there. I edit, I edit videos. Um, and uh, yeah, so I am from DC, lived there my entire life, go to school in DC. And um, yeah, excited for this big group, family. Uh, and I'll pass the baton, I'll pass the baton to Destiny because this was actually Destiny's idea to have this big uh, 2020 recap recording. So Destiny, would you like to introduce yourself? Well, you've been on the podcast before, actually, but still. Um, hi, everybody. My name is Destiny Vikro. I've done a podcast before with you guys. Um, and uh, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I'm an indigenous person. I come from the Oglala Lakota and Dene nations here in the United States. Um, I reside on the Pine Ridge Reservation here in South Dakota. And I'm happy to be here with all of you today. Nice. <laughs> um. Okay, cool. And okay, let's do who I mean, I'm trying to Okay, Elsa, do you want to introduce yourself? Well, hi, um, I'm Elsa. I'm from the UK, but I'm living in Budapest and I'm 15 and I'm happy to be here. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All yes. right, and then let's have hmm. There's uh, these two other wonderful people, Wayne and Zoe. I can do any mini money toe. Any mini money Any mini money. Um, let's do Elaine. Elaine, you go. Hi, I'm Elaine. Uh, you have maybe seen my face in some videos. I do not do any of the editing things. I do not have a skill at all. Um, yes, you do. Your videos are so good. <laughs> Thank you. I'm from Ontario, Canada, but I go to school in Massachusetts. And last, but certainly not least, Toe, Zoe, whatever you might call her. <laughs> Hi, I'm Zoe. I am from um, Maryland, right outside of DC, not DC. Um, and I go to school with Elson. I have not been very active with Co-Video, so you probably have not seen my face um, since like April. But, you know, here we are, and I'm excited to be here today. Yeah, she has a lot of good insight into things, so... Yeah. Um, okay. So I think that like, since this is a 2020 recap episode, I think the first thing we can do is sort of just like, does everyone want to go around? How do you think we should do this? Just sort of like go around and say like, sort of like one interesting thing, sort of like how, where you live, like reacted to COVID or has been 
or is planning on reacting to COVID um, and just sort of like sharing some information about like how, how your year went sort of based off of where you lived. So like I can go first. I live in DC and I mean, it was kind of interesting. It was sort of like up and down because DC is in a state. So everything we sort of have been doing has been based off of like what the mayor has said. And it's where a lot of states, it was based off of the governors and it was sort of just like allocated in that way. It was like in DC, it was pretty much everything related to COVID was kind of just done by the mayor and um, I guess like the council. And it was sort of just like, like there were never really harsh restrictions at some points there were. And like with all the Black Lives Matter things, there were a lot of curfews and there was all of that as, um, and there's obviously, this is 2021, but there's like a curfew with the Capitol and all of that. Um, but as for restrictions for us, it was kind of just like stay in place. Don't, don't get, don't like get near people. Don't like talk with people without masks, like just stay distance. And we haven't been in school since like April. We had hybrid learning. Um, but yeah, that's sort of what it is for me. And also um, like since we're talking about the DMV area, Zoe and Zainab, do you guys want to like talk more and add anything to that? And like also Zainab, like boarding school is like a whole different thing, but um, yeah. Um, we can edit this out, but I'd like to like say that I'm not actually from DC. I live 10 minutes outside. I no. live in Virginia. <laughs> it's, oh, it's actually the DMV. No, that's perfect. That's that's actually perfect. No, I just always say I'm from DC because I yeah. live like 10 minutes from like the White House and the rest of Virginia. <laughs> the rest of Virginia is full of like white supremacists, so I don't claim that. But yeah, um, I, yeah. that's why I say I'm from DC. Yeah, no, I, I just I just get mad yeah. at Zoe. As a joke. But yeah, no, it's not even a joke, a joke at this point. It's actually mad at me whenever I say I'm from DC, but. Anyway. I, okay, so anyway, so DMV, do you guys have anything else to add? Because I feel like it was pretty, like, just generally, like, there were not, it was never, like, everyone locked down. Like, it was just very, like, do what you want, like, but make personal choices that are good. I mean, yeah, at the beginning, it was definitely a pretty sudden, intense lockdown. Like, everything was closed. Um and we weren't, I was in my house for basically all of April. Like I didn't yeah. really go outside besides to go on a walk. Um, but Governor Hogan is a Republican in a state that's blue. So that's also been um, kind of interesting. He doesn't like Trump, but um, he's definitely not a Democrat. He voted for Ronald Reagan in the 2020 election. Mm. So, Wait, um, what? Yeah, he wrote in Ronald Reagan instead of voting for anyone on the ballot. Oh my god! Oh my god! No, that's like worse than what governor is. Um, he was—he's been pretty diligent with um, getting things under control with COVID. The one problem that we had in April is that Maryland has a lot of nursing homes and retirement homes, and the numbers were going up like crazy because the numbers within those retirement homes would just grow really, really fast. And so that's mostly what contributed to Maryland's high numbers in the first phase of COVID. Um, but I think that's kind of worked itself out by now. And um, right now I feel like the restrictions are a little bit looser than they should be because like indoor eating is still allowed and stuff. And even though cases are going up, but it's still, it's been pretty manageable so far. and it just like Elson was saying, it hasn't been anything um, super intense, just kind of be careful and wear a mask and things like that. 
Yeah, I forgot to mention the shutdown of stores and things at the beginning. That was definitely like a big thing. Like every all the restaurants and since DC is a very like urban, like it's not even a city, like it's just like a city. And obviously, you have like so much going on and and businesses and stuff. So that was the whole thing that happened sort of in April, May. Um, but I think everyone accommodated, which is like a theme that you see throughout the the pandemic. The panty. Um, Zainab, anything to add for the DMV area? Um, I was just going to say the area that I live, like, I feel like everyone is pretty like liberal and like understanding that like you should wear a mask. And then um, like the rest of Virginia literally like is full of like Trump supporters and they were kind of dragging our state down and making us look bad. But um, yeah, pretty much the same thing as you guys in the middle of a parabola. Parabola. <laughs> 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 panorama oh god um all right start guys we love this TMV drip um okay so who wants to go next let's like let's, let's spice it up and do an international um elaine do you want to talk about canada yeah for sure so we went into quarantine about the same time it was like march 13th like how you know the day um yeah, our cases weren't that high. I actually think that was not a good thing because every time somebody would be like, oh, the pandemic's like a bad thing. Everyone would always say like, oh, well, we're not as bad as America, so it's fine. And I'd be like, Honestly. No. Yeah, I mean, it's true, but it was not a good <laughs> mindset. Um, a lot of things closed down, but like people still went on walks and stuff and people went out to hang out with friends, which still against. Um, in September, almost all of my friends here went back to school. It was like a hybrid model. So like every other week would be in person and every other week would not. And then, but very recently at the very end of 2020, we went back into lockdown. So yeah, I definitely, Allison <laughs> has like a mask on right now. It's beautiful. Um, I definitely don't think it was handled correctly at all. Um, I think people just need to take it a little bit more seriously here. Um, there's actually this article about uh, this this couple in Quebec, and it said this woman, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but this woman put a leash on her husband, and oh. then they both went up to walk, because oh. you're like, you're, I'm pretty sure you're allowed to walk, like, your pets and stuff, so they both went out. They both got fined, as they should, but um, yeah, I definitely think it, the numbers have been really going up this past month, or so they're just going up, so I'm really hoping that they can get it under control, but I just think it needs to be taken a tad bit more seriously. Yeah. Also, we have, uh, going back to that story, you said that was Quebec, right? Yes, it was Quebec. Quebec was also one of the, not to shame anyone, but they were the provinces with the most cases at one point. So. <laughs> yeah, I heard Quebec Ooh. is very different from the rest of uh, English Canada. Um, that's very interesting. <laughs> um, all right, so um, who else? Since we're doing the international, um, Elsa, uh, would you like to go up? Sure. Um, yes. So the it was also quite up and down in Hungary as well. We had a couple of lockdowns that kind of eased and then went back into place. We've been on online school for a while now. A bunch of um, kind of hotels, restaurants, all that stuff was closed down. Yeah, the, the government has not really been very good at the very beginning they weren't doing enough testing at all and now it's got significantly worse so sadly the numbers are still going up they tried to use it to like push a bunch of anti-lgbt legislation as well to like kind of sneak that in while people were focusing on covid 
and also wow. tried to, you know, lovely little undermine a bit of democracy as well. That was fun earlier in the year, but um, hopefully things will get better. You know, we can only hope these things will improve. I suppose. Hopefully, yeah. that's speaking, weird. Speaking of that, yeah, a lot of governments have taken advantage of COVID and snake and like just snuck in really weird laws or these weird like things are just meant to either one degrade democracy to gain more power in the for, for their own gain and um just in general just trying to i guess there's a saying that goes um i forgot who said it but never let a crisis go to waste and so you can see people definitely trying to take advantage of this uh this crisis they can, they can distract everyone and like that's that's just horrible yeah yeah so um next destiny would you like to go up wait really yeah. quickly sorry oh. destiny but oh. everyone's green screens are messed up um <laughs> so guys go to video uh video like the little arrow yeah, and then virtual background and then like where it says i have a green screen unclick that and it'll be fine sorry destiny i'm so sorry please continue it was bothering me <laughs> okay so <laughs> I'm just laughing for no reason because everybody has like a filter on and I'm like, gee, I wish I could do that. Oh. Um, so <laughs> I guess um, I live on a reservation in South Dakota and like on the reservation, we kind of have, we're like our own little like area. And so um, we don't really have to go by what the, like our governor, um, her name is Christine Ohm. She's a Republican. She's kind of crazy <laughs> but um our like where we live and everything on the reservation is separate from south dakota's like um their whatever like restrictions and stuff they have um so oh my gosh i'm saying um a lot <laughs> but i don't know how this year has been really interesting to see like our tribal council because we have like our council and everything with the tribe i'm from um and yeah, it's just been really interesting to see like what decisions they've made. In the beginning, we were, were we were told we couldn't go to school in March because we had like our first case in like a city that's um, not even about an hour and a half away from our our reservation. And so we were told like we couldn't go to school. So we it was on Friday the 13th. So we we're like, oh no, what's gonna happen? We're all gonna die. And then so after we were quarantined starting in March, like we weren't really aware of what was going on. So like for the first few weeks, we weren't like really taking that much precautions. And then I do remember like our tribal president saying we were going into the state of emergency, but then I really didn't see anything happen with that. And then soon like masks just started becoming a, um, like everything was mandatory. And, and then we got, what is that thing called? We have, oh, border patrol, which is like, this, they have like these people who like take your name and everything and just record who comes in and out of the reservation. Um, and really that reminds me of um, when we were first put onto reservations because like long time ago you had to get permission to go off reservation. And today kind of almost feels like the same thing, but like we don't need to go in and get permission. We can go whenever we want, but that's what it reminds me of was like back then and everything. Um, and then something else that like kind of bugged us too was um, Christy Nome didn't like the fact that all the reservations here in South Dakota had border patrol. And that kind of like really did keep our numbers down in the beginning because we were like controlling who was coming in and out and we tried to keep it like as local as possible. And then 
over the summer the summer really honestly like a really big blur because usually i'm very busy over the summer but this past summer it was just like just stayed home and did nothing and, like i didn't yeah. pay attention i really did distance myself from like social media what was going on in society over the summer mm-hmm. and like i like had no idea what was going on and i know we did go into lockdown our reservation um our tribal council can put us on lockdown and so like we can't go in we can't um go out or people who are like out off reservation can't come in and so those helped like especially during um well we were we should have went on lockdown whenever they had there's like this big old rally in the black hills which is like um of one of the it's a national um state park i think and like they had this big old biker rally and we got like that's when a lot of the cases spiked because a lot of people went and there were like thousands of cases and it really annoyed everybody because we didn't go on lockdown but yeah, it's just like been super interesting to see like what our tribal council has done. And because we're like separate, separated from the rest of South Dakota, we can do whatever we want. And recently we've gotten the okay for, for the tribe to um, let us have winter sports because we haven't had sports or been in school or anything. Like I haven't been in a large group of people since like maybe June. And then, yeah, it's just been really crazy here. Sometimes, like, our council can be a little indecisive in their decisions, but we're getting through it. <laughs> nice. Um, also, guys, I wanted to uh, do a quick shout-out because Destiny actually has a small business called the, like, I, yeah, you would call it a business. It's, like, well, it's art, too, and it's called, the Instagram is underscore redstarwoman underscore so, I mean, Dustin, do you want to like briefly talk about that? Because I think it's really, really cool. And um, you should definitely go support her with that because it's really beautiful, the designs that she makes. And um, yeah, and I, I assume that's taken up your time. Is that something you like started doing like more so in the pandemic or like in 2020? Um, yeah, I would really say like it really occupied my time, especially over the summer, because like I had really nothing to do. And like the type of art form I do isn't something you really see every day compared to like the modern art, mm-hmm. with, like paintings and like the regular fashion. Um, I really focus on traditional art with like what comes from like my culture. Um, I come from the Ogawa Lakota and like we have our own specific like how we dressed long time ago and it's it's really beautiful to me and it has so much meaning in with my life and I don't know where I would be without it today but yes my art has really like taken up a lot of my time during the pandemic I would tell people that I've never sewn um yeah traditional art does consist of a lot of sewing and a style called beading and so like it takes a lot of time and patience and um I really don't know like I've never really been asked to like go onto a deeper level of my art um but yeah go support it um I take orders and go follow my Instagram um I don't know some people ask me like the meaning behind my my business it was red star design because red star represents my Lakota name which is like a name I was given when I was younger and then so now it's just underscore red underscore red star woman underscore and then that just kind of represents my name. And then, yeah, well, my name has like a lot of significant meaning to what I do because it's just, it's how we lived long time ago. And I want to like pursue that and teach it to our younger generation so it's not forgotten. That's honestly so cool and special. Yeah, yeah. For, I love learning about like um, 
different cultures and stuff, especially Native American, because in school, we just aren't really taught a lot about the different tribes and stuff. And there's so many unique tribes and cultures in, you know, in North America. And, um, and with this pandemic, so many people have just taken something like they're just so passionate about and just ran with it. For example, like Destiny with the, with the Red Star clothing, which guys, like we've said a million times, please go follow it. It is so, so cool. Go support her artwork. It's amazing. But um, yeah, it's just so cool to see some people who become so passionate, interest, and passionate in their interests during COVID. I mean, with me, um, I've always loved like journalism and media and different stuff like that. And um, in, during the summer, actually in March, when things were, you know, starting to get really bad, I joined Covideo. And this has really helped, helped me channel my passion for, um, for media, basically. Media being like a really broad term. But, you know, I love filmmaking. I love journalism. I love radio and television. Or like, by what I mean by that's like media, presenting information through those media forms. And so, um, yeah, I would... I would say I've also become really passionate through this and like one of the things I did over the summer and it's funny how you said summer became a blur because yeah all the days just sort of felt the same because no one was going out no one was doing anything and um I guess I'll talk a little bit about my COVID experience so guys it was pretty crazy I actually had to move around a lot which I was really surprised so I go to once again for reference I live in Austin Texas and I go to boarding school in Portsmouth, Rhode Island. Port, shout out Portsmouth Abbey. Um, Big supporters of the project, by the way. Yes, Portsmouth Abbey has been so helpful. They've been able to give me shout outs and stuff. And everyone's ready to see this thing, this documentary when it comes out. But um, yeah, so anyway, um, I remember everything started to really go bad, like um, like the, la- the week of final exams. And actually something really funny, uh, just a funny uh, little story. In February, when the cruise ship got, it's like, when COVID started to seep out of Wuhan and started pre- spreading on the Princess Diana and the first- Princess Diana. What's the name of the ship or something like that. Oh, okay. Princess <laughs> <laughs> something. It was, no, not the Netflix show, guys. Seep out of Wuhan onto Princess <laughs> Diana. I was like, that's quite the imagery right now. <laughs> oh my God. But yes, the, one of the princess cruise ships and then the first case recorded outside of Wuhan was like in the Philippines and Japan and something. Anyway, we had a tour come in from Wuhan. And um, this was before, um, I think the, yeah. So the family was from Wuhan, from Wuhan. So you know what, it was probably January, not February. But yeah, they came in. And I remember there was a little bit of a scare with that. They were fine. Um, they're actually really wonderful people I've heard. But I remember everyone was like really nervous. And I was just sort of like the, whoa, like, this can like come on campus and we wouldn't even realize it but um yeah it was all fine but we had a really bad flu season too so um it was sort of like the pandemic light because we that was actually related to flu not covid the the little flu season but anyway um okay i was getting off track topic anyway okay so march final exams week right um it was probably around March 5th when I left from Boston Logan, a huge international airport. So that was probably not the best place to be when the pandemic is starting to spread. I actually remember the last day of school, vividly remember, um, there was, I just took my algebra test and the teacher was like, okay guys, it looks like I might not see you. So in that case, good luck and stay safe. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> but yes, and I went to um, Boston Logan. I remember vividly also remember this woman at the store asking like, hey, 
do you guys, you know, do you guys have any masks? I'm just really worried. And at the time, everyone was saying not to wear masks because we had to reserve them for the healthcare workers. And that was seen as sort of like just being over the top and panicky. And I remember thinking the same thing in the back of my head too. Like, oh, people are just, like, I knew it was a serious situation, but people are maybe overreacting a little bit. I think this would become like maybe an Ebola scare where it's spread to a certain area, but not necessarily worldwide. And then March 13th happened and um, everything shut down. That day was just crazy. My, my brother's school went online. I had to go to the store because we were actually going on an RV trip early, uh, later, uh, like the, the day after March 13th. And the store was like all over the place. There was no food left. Everyone was like panicked. That's the first time I'd seen like panic buying with my own eyes. Uh, my school got canceled and then like the Trump issued the state of emergency and it was all crazy. And then we went to a tiny town. And it was really interesting to see how the tiny towns were compared to like the big cities. And you can see the tiny towns, people weren't as worried about COVID yet, mostly because they're so isolated, but they're worried about how it would affect tourism because a lot of these towns uh, depend on tourism for their income. This was in New Mexico in Ridoso. And um, there's actually a lot of native reservations there too. And um, a lot of their economy, of course, they're self-sufficient, but also a that they relied on a lot of tourism too, because um, it was like a ski, thing there or something I don't even know it was really pretty too but um yeah then but yeah the, the towns were just really weird to see just because even though that they were so far removed and like I said they weren't as worried about COVID yet as the big cities it you could they were starting to get ready like that was the first time I saw like restaurants all distanced and stuff which was really weird and I was like whoa like this is getting serious and then I moved back to Austin. Austin's really liberal compared to the rest of Texas. So we took more action then, um, then the whole, then the state as a whole, we went to lockdown, did mask mandates. Our state government though has not been great. I remember Lieutenant Governor literally said like, you know, we would sacrifice people for the sake of the economy. So that's sort of the, the vibe from the Texas government. But Austin, we went to like a pretty much strict lockdown. Summer, again, a blur, except for Black Lives Matter protests. Um, Greg Abbott really did go hard on the on like the police and security. We were peaceful and they still shot tear gas and murk bullets at us. And yeah, so that was that. And then I had to go back to Rhode Island to get my stuff for my dorm because everything was, I, guys, mind you, I did not expect to be on lockdown. So um, I didn't, no one brought any of the stuff. So I went to Rhode Island. Rhode Island was really weird too. You know, basically same thing as Austin. It's like distance for the most part, but some parts were more not distance than the others. And then I recently had to go to Florida like a month ago. Florida was horrible. Florida was absolutely crazy. And I see Elsa- You went to like Disney. <laughs> Disney okay, so it, was, it was not my choice to go. I know, I know, I know. Don't worry. There's no judgment to move on. Canceled. My choice. Canceled. Yeah. And without mask. It was not my choice to go, but um, I went, you know, I just had to go. And so I went to the Keys, which there- it was really interesting. Basically, there's no rules in Florida right now. So everyone's doing their own thing. You see some businesses trying to take like as best precautions as possible, closing down, they didn't feel comfortable open, while others had zero to no distancing. And um, I remember I had to go on two uh, boat excursions and one captain was like being super careful with like the COVID, oh, here's hand sanitizer, you know, mask mandatory, wipe down everything. And then the other, and then the other captain, the other boat was, you can keep your masks on if you want. I'm not going to put it on. And then he believed that like, it was like a hoax or something, but um, yeah, fun. And then I had to go to Disney. Disney, I was actually very surprised with. They're taking more action. And don't get me wrong. It's still weird that a huge theme park's open in the middle of a pandemic. 
but um, carrying a panty carrying a pandora <laughs> but um wow. act- during a panini <laughs> a, uh, panorama we, we go off topic so easily, guys. That's fine. And honestly, yeah. Enjoy. Hey, guys, feel free to unmute and just interrupt. Can I just <laughs> ask something? Yes, yes, Elsa. Um, just seeing from outside America, this whole anti-mask people. It's so that was like insanity yeah. on another level. That's fucking <laughs> Okay, wait. Can oh, yeah. I? No, exact. Oh my god, it's, it's so bad. Perfect, yeah. Okay, I I don't want to talk because like I want to let other people talk. But I do want to say I think that one of the greatest problems with America is people are so obsessed with like freedom, like so fucking obsessed with it, it's and it's like and it's not, and it's like also just like, girl, you work like a like nine to five job in a company that you hate. Like you are not free. Like <laughs> you are not free at all. Like, but they're still like, but like, I won't wear this mask. And they're like, the government is taking away my rights. This is Orwellian. Like girl, no, like it's so, it's just really weird. It's just like America's like obsessed with like freedom and obsessed with like, just like being able to do whatever they want, whatever they want. And even if it's like a piece of cloth, like it's like a, like, like it's you'll wear a wrong. scarf and not complain. Like is but really also, crazy. it's not even that they're obsessed with freedom. I'll, I'll just say this and then Yvonne you can talk they're also some of them are just fucking insane like literally I saw people being like I don't have the vibrational frequency to get the virus I can't get the virus it it doesn't it doesn't vibrate with me it's Mayor Bowser is on the Russian payroll she's a comic (laughs) and so she she is distributing the coronavirus to the people who come to protest uh the vote and we want to stop the state. Like they're insane. I can't even begin oh to God. tell you how insane they are. It's not just these people who are like, yeah, they're infringing on our liberties and they quote the constitution and you can be like, okay, at least you've got to school. But then there are these people who are just idiots who don't know what they're talking about. And it makes no sense so at all. <sighs> What surprised me most, or maybe not surprised me, more like shocked me is how political it became. Like here yeah. it wasn't. Exactly. It was just people, people like the government was incompetent, sure, but it was never like divided. They all agreed that COVID was real. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it was just Trump's way of basically trying to like set himself apart from the Republican Party because like his whole, his whole thing has been like drain the swamp, right? And part of that is not associating with like a majority of the government being his own party or whatever. So part of that was intentionally dividing the American people, basically, because he even said he knew that this was bad. He but, got it. Uh, he got he it. Got <laughs> it. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's I think it all boils with all this anti-mask stuff. It down it down to boil down. Bleh, I cannot speak. It boils down to three short things. Um, one, American culture is very individualistic. I think. And that can be good to a degree, but when it comes to something like a pandemic where we all need to be working together in order to fight this, it sort of, you know, falls apart a little bit. Two, people just don't like being told what to do sometimes. Sometimes it's just as easy as that. Um, Is it dumb? Yes, but honestly, I don't understand why, but people just, in the end, people just don't like like being told what to do. And it's funny because I remember seeing like anti-mask protests or Trump protests in like different countries like New Zealand and Australia. And it's like, guys what how does that make sense but then it, it made it when in my mind it's like you know the, the reason you're seeing all these weird trump slash anti-mask protests in like these countries that have nothing to do with america is not because they're pro-trump but he's just seen as a symbol of defiance and rebellion and the symbol of no i'm not going to be told what to do it's and really- so, um that's why you just you just see a bunch of that everywhere and three conspiracy theories unfortunately conspiracy theorists have just taken i've just 
took this pandemic and ran with it. I mean, it's just crazy. Not only that, so you have conspiracy theorists from, of course, just people here, you know, being misled by other misled Americans or two, there's even, the CIA has even said there's like uh, different governments like Russia and stuff that have been like having purpose, purposely having like misinformation campaigns so they can misinform the American people. It's just crazy. But um, I want to get quick back to my Florida story because I know I've been running for a long time, but it'll be quick. So yeah, Florida, with Disney, you'll get kicked out or even banned for life if you don't wear a mask. So they are very strict. Um, they took more, they, they took more, uh, more action of the government, I'd say, like on the buses and the public transport, you, by the way, you can't get on all the public transport, you can only get on public transport to your transportation thing. Um, all the seats were, of course, spaced out and even had dividers on the buses and on the, and on the trains. Um, the parks only had 30% capacity. And um, the parks also had limited time, limited um, opening times. And yeah, I've been running for a long time, so thinking of stop. And also, um, Allison is dying in the background because her her dad just walked in. It was something. my mo- it was my mom and <laughs> so we private, oh so we private chatted. Me. <laughs> <laughs> she said she thought it was my little brother walking out of my closet. <laughs> Not George. And the door was like slowly opening. (laughs) I've done Henry in your closet. Um, Can I just add the fact that it's really like ironic that like the same people who are like, I don't want to wear a mask because I don't like being told what to do are the same ones who are like being brainwashed and controlled by Trump. Like Trump says, go to the Capitol and they're like buying tickets to go. Like, it's just like, do you even hear yourself? they're not inspired by the establishment (laughs) like you just see these random news stories and they don't affect you so it's kind of it's almost funny but not really funny at all and you just hear like he said he said to inject yourself with bleach what okay trump trump just is an idiot but you know what let's move on let's talk about canada and hungary a little bit more honestly i want to hear what the political situation is like because i think that's really interesting and um yeah, like Elaine, do you want to talk about like because obviously you did at first, but like, is there was there any like drama politically during twenty twenty that's notable? Not really, no. Yeah, unlike uh, America, kind of turned into like okay, yeah, like the prime minister is. It, it was more like they're not handling it properly, but it wasn't like conservative versus liberal, which is our big two parties here. Yeah, it didn't really turn political at all. There's definitely like people who were against it. Like there was going to be an anti-lockdown protest um, in my region. Like no one showed up. <laughs> it was it was arranged, and there was definitely people who were um, like, "This is so stupid." I went to a farmers market at one point because those were still open, and they like shop local. And then everyone was like wearing masks, and then one person was like, ah, "This is so stupid," but they like would still wear the mask. They were just like, when they came out, they're like, this is so stupid. So then uh, I looked at my mom and my mom was like, you see, you know, this is why we're in Canada. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's definitely um, less super political. It's more like, oh, I wish um, they kind of handle it differently. But then again, there was a whole thing at one point where the prime minister went to like visit his family or whatever. And that was a huge thing. But yeah, it didn't really turn super political. Sorry, very boring, I know. No, that's totally respectable. I want to mention something. The funny how I said like, oh, how people have been saying, oh, I don't want to wear these masks, but wear them anyway. 
it's like I remember someone had this mask on and it said like that it was like it was like a mat like a proper mask not like those night guards so it worked but anyway um, so mind you a fully functioning mask and it said like text on it saying like this what I'm wearing on my face does not work this is a hoax but I'm more like okay like yeah you may believe it's fake but you're wearing it like I don't understand what you're trying like I don't care about your opinion you're wearing it that's all that matters like I don't know just really weird we love that dish the dirt what's going on in Budapest oh my god I've seen so many of those TikToks uh for reference it's the lady with like the fake mask like the Karen with the fake mask like see her mat you see her mouth it has like holes in it oh wow continue Elsa well yeah the political situation here is not very good we have a super right-wing government um with a deteriorating democracy let's just put it that way not fun they tried to sort of, well, they did implement this thing when they put the COVID kind of crisis announcement in saying it was a state of emergency where they could essentially, the ruling party can rule by decree and do almost anything they want, which is worrying considering the stuff they believe in. They run a lot, a lot of sort of anti-immigration, xenophobic, homophobic rhetoric, all that fantastic stuff. Yes, totally awful. Um, and yes, but a lot of people here support them, which is again, worrying. And they didn't want to admit to the virus being as bad as it was for a while. I think it's similarly in America, they um, didn't test enough to keep the numbers down, all that kind of thing. There was a lot of blaming China as well for it, which was really bad because we had a lot of hate crimes happening against um, like Asian Americans who live here. Not Asian Americans, not Americans, but yes, Asian Hungarians. And and then afterwards, when they essentially had to admit it because the hospitals were becoming really full and the healthcare system was kind of failing, they um, finally admitted it and started doing testing and started getting stuff. It's still not under control. And a lot of people here, they weren't protesting masks, but they'll like wear them wrong. It's mandatory on the buses or the public transportation, but people will like not put it over their nose, you know, and all the not really effective. And then there was a whole other campaign that they ran about having beaten the virus when we had sort of like a little bit of a dip after they closed all the hospitals, uh, not hospitals, all the hotels, sorry. Um, Which was not true, but they were trying to pretend that it was all gone. And then again, of course, the cases spiked. And now the new thing they're running is they're putting a bunch of posters up basically translating and rebranding All Lives Matter while at the same time like implementing transphobic, homophobic policies, putting them into the constitution. So all in all, um, not great. That's that's how things are going. Yeah. That's not fun at all. No, not really. That's, yeah, it's a little shady um, to say the least. uh, Uh, I remember, I don't know, okay. Um, I, I remember something, so I forgot the name of this man, but it was someone in the Hungarian parliament who was like, El, I think Elsa knows I'm talking about because she's smiling, um, who was uh, implementing all the anti-LGBTQ laws. And then she, I don't remember if it was inside or outside of Hungary, but he got caught, I don't, I don't know if we should, just censor it. I'll talk, I'll talk. I'm not doing any post-editing work, so don't say it yeah. because I don't want to spend time editing you. I don't know if I can uh, say this. It's not like, I'll oh spell it out. Caught in an O-R-G-Y with 25 yeah. men. Uh, 
He was he was oh. at five position. He put a bunch of this stuff I in miscue during the COVID. And then he was caught at like an anti-COVID regulation. I guess you could call it. Which he escaped by climbing down a drain pipe with a bag of cocaine in his backpack. (laughs) (laughs) It was the biggest meme in Hungary for like so long. It was not that long ago. Um (laughs) but yeah, that that's Hungary right now. Uh, It's it's, it's chaos. I don't the guy had to step down, he has a wife, like it's a whole thing. Americans are so egocentric talking about their honestly boring lives compared to Hungary. Compared to Hungary, wow. (laughs) Damn. Um, I mean, I have to show the picture. (laughs) Just showed a picture of this absolute stud. You're like, (sighs) Americans, believe me, like, don't get me wrong. America, like, you know, we definitely have our problems, but like, we're not like the, the, the worst country. We're not the devil incarnate. And Hungary isn't either. There is. No one is. No one's the devil incarnate. I'm not trying to say that. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. I mean, we can wrap it up soon. Is there anything? Oh, oh, do you guys want to quickly let's talk about um, like the summer? Because yeah, it does honestly seem like a blur. But yeah, like somebody said, Black Lives Matter definitely made it stand out. Mm-hmm. And um, and that was definitely one of the big like things of 2020. And usually that's like an American thing, like because it was an American situation, but it sort of like um, ended up being like a global movement and really expanded. And I mean, in DC, I went to like, I think like three protests, like a couple sit-ins um, and it was really like, it was nice. It was really, my experiences were very good. I actually went the day before they um, started like firing bullets, like rubber bullets at crowds and stuff. And I, if I had been there like 24 hours after, like I would have like gone tear gassed, which is like really weird. Cause it's like the exact same spot. Um, and, but it was very peaceful and it was very, interesting to be in DC and really powerful and moving in my experience. And I think that's just something um, like, obviously the events leading up to it were not good that happened in 2020, but I think that the movement sort of being sparked during this time when everyone was at home allowed it to grow in the way that it did. Um, so does anyone else want to like add on to that point briefly? Uh-huh. Yeah, um, yeah. I, say- I do. Oh, after. Bond. Sure. Just quickly. Um, I want to oh, say, okay. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry uh, oh, okay it'll be quick um guys we also go a lot in depth we have another episode where we go a lot elsa and i go in depth about our experiences at the black lives matter protest so we definitely recommend that you guys check that out that's all i wanted to say but um destiny go ahead okay so things are starting to pop up over the summer um one thing that kind of like really did interest me was like all the protests and everything especially with like the the black lives matter and everything um, we did have um, our own like set of protests here in South Dakota, and I know one um, protest that really like sparked like the indigenous communities here, like in my reservations and just everywhere in South Dakota was, I don't know if you heard about it, but Trump wanted to get himself carved in um, Mount Rushmore, and Mount Rushmore is located in the Black Hills, and that's only like an hour or two away from where I live, and so like there was like um the like. I had friends and like relatives who went up to the Black Hills to protest and they were they delayed Trump's arrival to Mount Rushmore because he was supposed to go there for the 4th of July. And then it was just a really big scene because the mountain that Mount Rushmore is on was um, it was used to, well, I think it was called the Six Grandfathers Mountain. And then they just like um, carved like took that mountain away and then that mountain was sacred as like no and then um they just like carved mount rushmore into it with these four very 
oppressive people who caused a lot of genocide to like my people and like indigenous people around the the um, the how would you say the continent maybe but yeah it was just crazy and that was a day that was like will be remembered for a long time because that was like a really big protest um and then another thing that kind of happened that was kind of crazy was I don't know people might have heard about this but this lady in the Black Hills, so it's kind of funny, this lady in the Black Hills, she approached a buffalo during the the Sturgis rally. It's like all these bikers just come together and like drink and do crazy stuff. <laughs> and um, so these bikers went and they like approached this herd of buffalo. And this one lady, she got, she was in the lane of fire and she got hit. And that buffalo just like came like full and just like hit her and like, um ripped off her pants with its horns it was crazy like and like because like native people are like known for like our humor like within an hour even like minutes like people were already coming out with memes like (laughs) it was it was crazy (laughs) it was something you heard about for the next maybe month or two and people were even making like traditional art out of it like people were beating they're like medallions they're like they're like this big and they have like the buffalo with the horns on the the pants on the horns it was crazy it was just it was interesting <laughs> oh my god that is that's, that's crazy so oh, that's fantastic oh my you god. can see the video on um youtube of that lady getting her pants turned off by a buffalo <laughs> i'm definitely looking that up after um, yeah interesting how you mentioned how black lives of course black lives matter became such a global movement i mean there were so many protests all around the world and also in the context of black lives matter i guess just um, like well, I'm under under the umbrella of the U.S. government having um, oppressive institutions against people of color and minorities in this nation. It's interesting how it's sort of like um, branched off into different things. Like you said, like the Native movement that was happening in your reservation. Actually, um, I'm gonna talk a little bit about. Um, so I'm Mexican, right? I am Latino, and um, there was a little bit of movement that went on, went on when this um, army soldier called Vanessa Guillén. She was killed. Right, right. Yeah, she was killed, um, and but she was murdered by someone in her base, and it was like a hate crime and stuff. And I remember the base was like not investigating it or anything, but it was like you know it was a really big thing. And I went to a lot of protests that were for Vanessa, and I vividly remember this one where we um, it was like basically like a almost like a funeral basically, where um, you know, they're playing like traditional Mexican music. And it wasn't like, it was a car protest. So like we blocked, everyone pretty much like blocked up the roads and everyone had Mexican flags and like everyone had um, posters and, and everyone like raising their fists in the air with this music playing in the background. And everyone was like honking in, in support or whatever. And I didn't go in the car cause like it was literally right outside my, my, my house. So I was able to watch from the sidewalk and support and I guess attend the protest. But um, yeah, like I said, it was really, it was really special going to that. I, you know, I felt I felt personally really proud as a Hispanic American being there, and um, that was just one of the many protests that happened. Of course, I went to Black Lives Matter. I felt really special. I felt like I was being, you know, a, a part of something bigger, and really taking part in the conversation about um, police brutality and Black oppression. Well, pe- uh, Black people being oppressed in the United States, and it's just funny funny not i mean like a like in the oh haha but like it's just interesting how or like a like a pants getting ripped off funny not not that kind of funny Yeah, not that kind of funny but what i mean by funny interesting interesting how 
with this protest, it just like branched off into so many different things, but still under the umbrella of, you know, oppressive American institutions. And uh, I just thought that was pretty cool, in my opinion. And it just sparked so many different conversations in so many different communities. I agree with you because like this year, like not it was not only like Black Lives Matter, but like it was just like this year where people just realized like everything that's wrong with society. Mm-hmm. And like people just started to realize. Yeah. If, if it wasn't for COVID-19, I feel like this might not have happened, if I'm being completely honest, because I think COVID also short, sort of shored disparities within the United States, within different communities, and also around the world. And I think that also sort of like gave, gave it like up like a push and a head start. And sort of like what Elson was saying, everyone was just stuck in the house all summer. And so like, you know, just when people are starting to go out and have all this energy, you have these huge like movements going on. And it just, it was like a newfound refreshed energy which i think was just really cool i think part of the stuff that usually stifles these things or means they're kind of short-lived is the fact that everyone has such a short attention span right if you're living your life and you're going to work and you're going to school then you don't necessarily have the time or feel like you have the time to protest or like educate yourself or read different things and everyone at home and they were like well i have time and this is something that i feel passionate about or that's really important so maybe i should get involved which i think definitely helped yeah, my experiences um, in D.C., we drove one night, me and my sister, and it was the night that Trump, like, ordered the National Guard, and it was, like, they're all, like, rolling in with all their big guns, and then we drive by the Capitol, and there's, like, like all the steps are full of, like, police officers, and then it's just really annoying because it's, like, there was no security like that when the Capitol was being attacked, so it's really just, like, they pick and choose. There's definitely a double standard. There's, I mean, now, as of right now, I know the National Guard's currently sleeping in the Capitol to protect it now. But yeah, before there was definitely a like a double standard. And I, I don't know how people don't see it because if it was a Black Lives Matter protest or something that, or like more people of color that did this, it would be a completely different story. I feel like there'd be a lot more deaths, a lot more. Yeah. And we also have an episode on this if you guys want to listen to that. We're pretty fairly long episode talking and dissecting all of that. Um, Because that is certainly a conversation to have. Um, Zoe, do you have any, how was, how was your experience during all this? I know it was kind of similar to mine with with school and everything. Um, And then after, after Zoe talks, um, we can go a little bit quickly into online school and then wrap it up. (laughs) We've been going for a while. All right, continue, Zoe. So, I mean, the beginning at COVID as a whole was pretty similar to Elson's. I mean, um, I've been doing online school. I didn't really do anything over the summer we went on like one trip in the car um and that was it and I was basically just at home the whole time um the beginning of COVID is definitely very memorable to me um just it was very it was a crazy time for my family because um my grandmother passed away right at the beginning of March and her funeral was six days before school closed so it was the Saturday like before school shut down and so my dad and I flew down to her funeral um, and I remember seeing very few people wearing masks and my mom was saying to me and my dad, you know, I think you guys should wear a mask just to be safe. So I put on a mask. I felt like I looked stupid. I felt like I was being stared at. Even my dad was like, you know, you really don't have to do that. Um, so I was like being stared at for not wearing a mask. And then, you know, obviously just a few weeks later, you'd be stared at for I was being stared at for wearing a mask, whereas a few weeks later, you'd be stared at for not wearing a mask. Um, 
so that that part that beginning of COVID was just a giant blur to me um and then yeah I mean it's just been pretty much the same thing since April just get up get on your computer um do homework go to bed and do it again um I guess that kind of gets into online school but you know it's a pain um I definitely prefer being in school just to socialize with people like not having to get up early or anything like that and also online school is just not very fun or engaging I don't really like the ability to like always be on my phone during class or like you know always have something else distracting me because in school as annoying as it is to like to be sitting in class for you know in person in class I at least don't have things, a bunch of things distracting me. Like I'm on my phone now so much more than I was before March. And it's really hard to get off of it because like the three things that I have in my room are like my computer, my phone and book. Yeah. And so I choose between the, among the three of them and it's usually my computer or my phone. And it sucks, but like I literally, I, you know, it, that's just one thing I don't like about distance learning is that being on your phone is, uh, I'm, I love, you know, like texting people and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's just like, I wish I didn't, I weren't doing it so often, especially during class. I just find myself texting and then I'm like, literally, if I did this nine months ago, I would be suspended. Like, this is ridiculous. How do I have the ability to do this during class? You know, it's just kind of crazy to me that that is something that's so normal now. Yeah, exactly. It's like so easy to get distracted. And like, especially for people who have like well, not chaotic or like just like different circumstances. For ADHD example, HD like, check. For example, like when Zoe, when you were speaking, my mom came in and my sister was calling my phone on FaceTime. And I answered, I was like, Do you want something? And my mom barges in. There's like so many things going on. And like, I mean, that doesn't happen all the time in school, but like my mind is like doing seven different things and I can't just like sit at a screen for eight hours. Yes. Also, the thing really interesting is that I would. So the majority of us in this call, besides like one or two people, right, live in urban areas. And so most of us might be, might have access to internet, might have access to reliable Wi-Fi. I remember seeing like in a lot of like rural areas, they didn't have that. And so buses had to go to these people's neighborhoods, you know, to provide Wi-Fi so people could do online school or people had to go to the physical school building just so they can sit outside and do their classes because there was Wi-Fi. And so it was really interesting to see that. Uh, I personally like, uh, in-person school because pretty much the same reasons everyone else listed I get way distracted I get distracted way too easily I kind of like the structure of school and I just miss being with my friends honestly and like just yeah out. and I don't know online school just becomes so open-ended that it's like what do I do now like you get what I mean yes another thing is like sorry I'll just say one last oh. thing <laughs> another issue is like the technology aspect of it like some people can't have like like maybe they share a computer but like if there's different zoom calls going on so I know I'm like very privileged to be able to just like hop on zoom whenever I want okay I'm gonna say something so here on like the reservation of where I go to school not a lot of people have like access to um internet and everything so <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. So my, my school in, yeah. was we um <laughs> they distributed hotspots to all of the students and like I know um it took like at like at least a couple weeks for them to get out because I remember like all these people who I'm friends with were like I have to catch up I'm gonna pass this class because this and that 
like I'm so behind because they missed like two weeks of virtual school and so there was like a thing about that I know um, some of the people in my class but yeah I prefer in-person school but like I know um the like the consequences of like having that risk of getting COVID if we do go back and like it's just really distracting because like I like to be like beating something that you can literally just do while you're on your computer but then sometimes I just get so into it I'm like I'm not even gonna care about school and then like for me um online school really hasn't been like effective with like some of my teachers and like their teaching methods and so like I'll be on TikTok at like three in the morning I'll be like whoa I'm learning more off of TikTok than I am in actual school and, I'm, and then I was thinking about that too with like all the protests and I was like I'm actually learning more with all these protests and what's actually going on in the world than what's happening on my computer it was crazy like time and it still is like I'm still on online right now yeah it's a really interesting aspect you brought up because um I would say technology is all I mean yeah with technology and everything it's I mean obviously I would say personally for me I'd say I'm learning some interesting stuff in school but like I guess when it comes to actually um, real world like applications, I've been learning a lot more about like social media. And what I mean by that is like seeing what other people are doing and stuff and reading different material and different um, news sources and stuff. I don't know. It's just really interesting. I just really like what Destiny brought up. Um, I don't know how long we've been going for guys, but it's been for a while now. And so I think we better start. A very fun, very casual um podcast i had a lot of fun guys it was nice i did to too um yeah, yeah. Th- thank you everyone for coming um and if you're still listening wonderful wonderful job um yeah that's that's crazy apparently have fans of our podcast though some people are like i love your show can i come on actually one person and- yeah <laughs> <laughs> what's up hey if you're Shout listening out. wait let me pull up his name alex, alex. That's the best. Alex, if you listen wait. to this you're coming on next episode and that is a set date so um okay cool um let's end it so it's thanks. actually Ale- alex Cito. <laughs> wonderful um, Alexito. yes exactly okay uh well thank you so much for listening and we will catch you next time bye, bye. bye. bye.